Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hey there, it's another episode of Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Manny D. And evil dies tonight. <laughs> okay. If you, yeah, I know, we've done like a full loop. Yeah. It's like the snake eating itself. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Is it a spoiler? It certainly spoiled that movie. <laughs> For me, anyway. We're going to talk about it in literally two weeks. Yeah. So, I can't wait to have that conversation, but we're not here to talk about that particular movie this week. We're here to attempt to spoil another movie, and this time from the Saw franchise, Saw X. Or as Matty D just said off air, Saw Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've rebranded. <laughs> they've rebranded Saw. <laughs> now, we've watched all of the promotional material for Saw X, and so we're here today, as I already mentioned, to attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But before we do, uh, what, Matty D, I guess uh, we, we already did an episode on Saw, didn't we? Did yeah, an episode on Spiral from the Book of Saw the all the last- way back in like 2019, 2020. Yeah, that was the last Saw movie to come out, Spiral, the Book of Saw. We covered that in the episode. So. Yeah, we covered our history with Saw in that episode. So if you really want to hear our background in Saw and what we think of the Saw franchise overall, go and listen to that episode. But this time, while Spiral from the Book of Saw was very much a spin-off from the Saw franchise, this is a direct continuation in a way in very much in a way that it's not a continuation. It's a prequel to Saw 2 and a sequel to Saw 1. It's right in the middle there, yeah. Almost like a soft reboot, I'm starting to think. Yeah, Maybe not really. Not. not really. There's not much you can do with this character since they kill him off, I think, in Saw 2. Or was it? No, Saw 3. At the end of Saw 3, I believe, he dies. Mm-hmm. And then his work is continued on. He did a lot of planning, so his work is continued <laughs> on in other forms, in other movies. So, this, believe it or not, is the 10th installment of the Saw franchise, even though the last movie to have a numbered sequel was Saw 6. Huh? So, we're going from 6 to 10. Yeah, don't worry about those ones. It doesn't make any sense if you boil it down. So, so the movies we've had so far were Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, Saw 6, Saw 3D, Jigsaw, Spiral from the Book of Saw, and now Saw X. Or Saw 10. Yeah, I, I think they tried to sort of discourage people from worrying about it. As we've said on the show before, they, they sometimes get rid of numbers in titles to kind of prevent people from being afraid of, you know, visiting the movie because there's all yeah. this back catalogue to watch. Sure. But I think maybe Saw X looks cool. Maybe they're trying to reignite the franchise again. Maybe so they're like, trying to ride that Fast X vibe. Maybe. From the Fast and Furious franchise, since maybe. we had that this year already. Because a lot of the promotion with this movie is- we're going back to our roots. We're going back to what's popular. I mean, we've heard this before, yeah. but we're going back to what you guys like. So that's right. Remember the stuff you liked about Saw. This is what you're going to have in this one. That's right. Now, the thing that confuses me is one of the plot elements of this movie is we're going to be exploring the character of Jigsaw, the character of John Kramer, more so than we have in previous movies. Why the fuck didn't they just do that in the movie called Jigsaw? Why isn't this movie called Jigsaw? Uh, that makes more sense than slapping a number that yeah. doesn't make any numerical sense on the end. I mean, it is more about him. It's not so much an origin story, but it kind no. of explores his life a little bit. His motivations, I think. He seems to be the hero almost of this movie. I know yeah. that's very loose because he's killing people, but yes. he's the protagonist, it seems. I'm getting very much a Don't Breathe 2 vibe, which is not a good sign, <laughs> given how well that movie turned out. Has it ever really worked when we've explored a horror movie from the serial killer's point of view? I mean, Maniac. Maniac, both of the yeah, Maniac movies Ma- are pretty good. Maniac is my first thought, too. I'm sure there's a bunch out there, but thinking mainstream, I mean, I'm thinking Rob Zombie's Halloween. I, I this is a very loose stretch, but I, I even think like Terminator Two. He was the killer in the first movie. That's he true. becomes the hero, but that's more John Connor's story than it is. That's right. You know, the TV. and that's a good twist. Yeah. 
That's a great plot point. I'm, I don't think this movie is going to work in the same way, or I'm skeptical. I don't know. It could be really good. The last Saw movie that I really liked, I think, was the first one. So if this is a direct continuation from that, if they're going back in Halloween 2018 style, sort of continuing on from the movies that people like and ignoring the movies that people don't like, it could work out really well. Yeah. So what do we know about this movie so far? So, so far there is one trailer that's been released. That's it correct. It has been- So it was released at a horror convention called Midsummer Scream. That's where that's it right, was yeah. presented in. And what we get from the trailer is it's going to explore John Kramer finding a cure to his Jerry's cancer. Jerry's neighbor, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought of that too. Or, you know, somebody who's going through a divorce with, you know, another mm. Kramer. Uh, anyway, yeah. So John Kramer is exploring cures to his cancer. He believes that there is a procedure he can undertake that will solve it. But it turns out to be a, a con. He gets ripped off. He gets exploited. And he goes and seeks revenge. Kidnaps everybody who wronged involved him. Involved in the scam, yeah. Sets up a saw-like trap for each one of them and- Bada bing, bada boom. You got a movie. Yeah, we got a movie. (laughs) There you go. Would you like to hear the official synopsis for this movie? Let's hear it. So it goes, set between the events of Saw and Saw 2, a sick and desperate John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Armed with a newfound purpose, the infamous serial killer returns to his work turning the tables on the con artist in his signature visceral way through devious, deranged, and ingenious traps. Now, that's from Lionsgate, of course, the studio who produces these movies, and it pretty much just covered everything that you brought up. Mm -hmm. Now, there is some leaked footage out there. there. Yes, people have recorded scenes from the movie. I haven't watched it. I I wasn't even aware of this. Yeah, so there is sort of- There is ways you can cheat, but neither myself or Kieran have done that. Well, yeah, there we go. So, I'm just hearing about this now, so I can definitely say that I have not cheated. By the way, we're recording this episode in the early days of spring, so we've got the window open in the studio, so you might hear some uh, little bit of ambient noise in the background. It's going to relax you if you're listening. That's the thing. So, we're we're talking about a high-stress movie. We're talking about (laughs) torture and and serial killers, and we just really want to be in the most relaxed state possible. Mm. So, we're going to have some, like, potential birds chirping, maybe a little bit of traffic. Yeah. Some bunny rabbits jumping around. Some relaxing traffic. Yeah. Some bunny rabbits hopping around in a meadow. Frolicking. Yeah, as they generally do outside the window. Fornicating. Yes, as they- It is spring. They really do generally tend to do. So, let's talk about who's in this movie before we dive into our plots. Now, aside from the two leads, I don't really know any of these actors. So, I don't think there's any way that we can really go in depth with any of them. Not really. I don't either, except for Jigsaw. Yeah. So, playing the character of John Kramer slash Jigsaw is Tobin Bell. Outside of the Saw franchise, he was in one shot in Goodfellas. Was he? I was re-watching Goodfellas a couple of weeks ago, and then I just happened to pause the movie to get up to go get a drink or something. And you paused on him? And I paused on his face, and I was just like, what the hey. hell? What's Tobin Bell doing in this movie? And of course, I took a picture of it and sent it to Matty D, but I think he's already forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten it. But he's in one shot. He's in one frame of Goodfellas. He plays an FBI agent uh, who's investigating the mafia in some way. But yeah, he's literally in one shot and I couldn't believe it. Oh, there you go. I mean, other than that huge role, mm. I mean, he's pretty much known for these movies. Absolutely. That's all I know him from. So. Yeah, he's been in one or two other projects, but most people just know him as Jigsaw. Well, this was a really big breakout role for him. I don't know if they expected him to be such a mainstay in the series. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, that first movie was done on a shoestring budget. I don't know if they yeah, expected it to film. be- yeah, exactly. Yeah, didn't think I didn't think they expected it to be such a success, and for him just to be a reoccurring character for for ten years, you know. Yeah, that's right. Is it ten or twenty? How long has this franchise been going for? Two thousand and two, uh, right? Twenty years. Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow. <laughs> 
Poor guy. He was already old in the first one. Wow. And they just keep bringing him back. Just like, keep doing- I thought my character died. Why do you keep bringing me back? <laughs> so next up, returning as the character of Amanda Young is Shawnee Smith. From Becca. From Becca. That's yeah. right. That's what I wrote down too. I remember watching the first Saw movie and seeing her and being like, wait, the, the receptionist from Becca is in yeah. this movie? <laughs> I guess she deserves it. What was her catchphrase? What did she used to say? She used to- She just used to roll her eyes and say smarmy things to Becca. <laughs> but then again, all Becca did was say smarmy things. Yeah. That was a great show. Come on. Ted I, I did. I did love that show. Yeah? Becca, yeah. Yeah, I did watch it a, a couple of times. I couldn't say I loved it. <laughs> but it was there. It was on. Here's the thing. That was her catchphrase. Oh, okay. She'd always be like, here's the thing. I don't remember that at Iconic. all. Iconic. Iconic. There you go. So, next up, playing the character of Dr. Celia Pedersen. Hmm, I would have given a second past on that name. <laughs> Maybe it's Peterson. That's worse. <laughs> Let's just stick with Pedersen. Running the Pedersen Project. So, is Sonova McCody Lund, who I'm not familiar with at all. Nope. We also have Stephen Brand, Michael Beach, Renata Vaca, Paulette Hernandez, Joshua Okamoto, and Octavio Hinoyosa as Mateo. Another Mateo Another in Mateo. the potential spoilers universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of people I've not seen before. No, no recognisable faces here. I looked at some here. of their credentials and it's a lot of TV work, yeah. these, these people. So. A lot of foreign films as well. Yeah. Because the movie's taking place in Mexico and it's being shot in Mexico, so I think they're using a lot of Mexican actors. That's great. So, yeah, I think that's the reasoning behind that. So, enough fiddle fighting around. <laughs> we should dive straight into our plots. And I think it's my turn to go first, Be since I believe sir. you went first in our, oh, what was it, Meg 2 episode? So, let's let's get started. How are you feeling about this one, sir? Uh, not so good about this one, to be perfectly oh, really? honest. Yeah, I don't think I have this movie at all. Wait a to second. To be perfectly frank. Off air, you were saying you were confident. You said it only took you 40 minutes. Yeah, that's because I had nothing. <laughs> I'm confident in what I've written, but it doesn't mean that I'm confident that it's going to happen all in right. the movie. All right. I, early prediction, I think we're going to have, if not the exact same plot, yeah, very similar It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. I can guarantee it. Or maybe not. We'll find out. So, I like to do research when we do these kind of episodes. In my mind, I was going to watch the first Saw movie and Mm -hmm. the second Saw movie to try and get some clues Mm -hmm. as to what might happen in this movie, but I just completely ran out of time. I've been working on a lot of big projects at the moment and didn't have a lot of uh, hours to to work on this plot. So, I literally took some free time right before dinner on Friday evening and just bashed this out in literally, as you said, 40 minutes. And so, when I was finished, I'm like, huh, like, this isn't very good, but it's it's what I'm going to have to go with. Well, they've made this movie with the intention that if you've never seen a Saw movie before, you're not going to miss out. What? How from the title do you reckon people are going to get that impression? I don't know. That's just what they've said. So, you know, I don't think, I think there'll be Easter eggs, but I don't think it'll tie in so much. Yeah. I mean, this is your plot, so you might think yeah, differently, but yeah, I think well. this is kind of almost going to be a standalone movie. Well, I don't know about that. My plot doesn't really indicate that. Okay. I, I suppose we'll see what yours does. But I did hear them say that. But if that's the case, why call it Saw 10? Just call it Jigsaw. Saw X, Kieran. Just call it Saw. Confuse everybody. I mean, they had no issues just making another movie called Halloween every couple of years. <laughs> so, Anyway, so I think my movie will start with a flashback, not a childhood flashback. I don't think we need to see Jigsaw swinging <laughs> on a, a swing kid. set <laughs> as a kid and then he falls into a trap and has to be rescued. Now, we've already had a million flashbacks of the events of John Kramer's past, so they're not going to do it again in this movie. But we're going to flashback to the events at the end of the first movie. So, it's after the events of the first movie. I think we've seen it in a previous movie, but something we haven't quite explored too much. So, John Kramer is confronting Adam, who survived his ordeal in the bathroom, quite like a lot of us after eating Mexican food. (laughs) Uh, And Amanda Young enters the bathroom and shoots Adam, since he's the only one who knows their identities. John tells Amanda that his business is finished and he'll hang up the jigsaw mantle for good. 
But Amanda protests, saying that there's many more people who need to be shown the light. So, just off memory, which one was Adam? Adam was the- Was he the guy from Princess Bride? No, he was the other one. He was the other one. He was the guy who wrote the Saw movies. Okay, because the guy, the, the doctor, the guy who escapes, he becomes yeah, an apprentice, Wesley. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And A one-legged g- apprentice. <laughs> and the other guy is left in the bathroom. In Saw 2, I believe, he turn- you see his dead body. You they do. find his dead body. But I believe there is a sequence in one of the movies. I haven't seen all of them, so mm. I don't know. I've only heard hearsay and rumor that I believe in one of the other movies we do see him get killed off. So maybe this is just footage from that movie or they could be using completely new footage and suddenly Adam is about 20 years older (laughs) than he was in that first movie. Cool. But oh well, who knows? So we cut to a hospital where John's doctor tells him that his brain cancer is spreading and there's nothing he can do. But the doctor tells John about an experimental cancer surgery project based in Mexico that might be his last hope. All stuff, of course, we see in the trailer. Mm -hmm. At home, John searches up the Pedersen Project's website which claims to involve the foremost leaders in cancer research. The leader of this project is Dr. Celia Pedersen, who has a distinguished medical career, or so we think. (laughs) Who knows? You could have faked it all. John contacts Dr. Pedersen, who tells him that their program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City, and the results have been stunning. And John Kramer asks, well, after this treatment, what happens next? Dr. Pedersen smiles and says, your whole life happens next. She's not wrong, because of how long those movies go for. Yeah, exactly. He's still making them. (laughs) You're going to be doing Saw movies for the rest of your (laughs) life. Oh, no. Leave the cancer in my brain. So, John travels to Mexico, where he's warmly welcomed into the Pedersen Project facility. Here, he meets a young woman called Gabriella, who says that Dr. Pedersen's treatment saved her life. So, she is allegedly a former patient of Dr. Mm -hmm. Pedersen, and she had a similar scare with cancer, but through their miracle work, she's all happy and smiles and gets to live happy with her family and- Nothing bad will ever happen to her. The snake oil worked. She's fine. Absolutely. Now confident that Dr. Pedersen can save him, John agrees to pay $250,000 for the surgery. We cut to an operating theatre where Dr. Pedersen introduces her team, including Valentina and Matteo. Matteo tells John, you're in very good hands with us. Nothing bad will ever happen to you or us. (laughs) As John is given an anaesthetic, he watches the doctors prepare for surgery. So they put on their gloves, they put on their little masks, they hold up scalpels. (laughs) After the surgery, so he just wakes up and he's just like, oh, okay, I guess they're finished. John tells Dr. Pedersen that he doesn't feel any different, but Dr. Pedersen assures him that this is very much a completely normal part of the healing process. She says, you're going to still feel the same for a couple of days, but just you wait, give us a week. Oh, how long is it going to take us to fly to a different country? Give us two weeks and then call back and then uh, you should be right as rain then. He's like, okay, all right, I trust you. Bye. Are we going to do an MRI scan or anything to check? No, no, you won't need one. Just take our word for it. Just take our word for it. So, John returns to the US they and- could t- do a fake MRI scan. That's true. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they That's show a like a, a fake x-ray and they're like, look, it's gone. It's yeah. just it's scribbled out. Yeah, just, <laughs> there's an X on it and he's like, ah, saw yeah. X. I get it. <laughs> there we go. That's the title. Yeah, there you go. So, John returns to the US and tells his doctor about the surgery. Doctor's like, oh, that's great. Let's have a look. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even consider asking them to give me an MRI, as we just discussed. So his doctor gives John an MRI scan, and they learn that the tumor is still present. He's like, what's that? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Johnny's told that he only has months left to live, and he looks at the camera and says, I've still got a lot of work that needs to be done. And, you know, a little bit of sore theme music plays. John attempts to contact Dr. Pedersen, but she ghosts him. So her website's completely gone dark. She's probably moved on to a different country and has assumed a new identity. Maybe he even travels all the way back to Mexico and the facility's just boarded up with like a sorry, we're closed sign on it. Yep, so she's completely 
untraceable. That's right. Out of his life, much like a sore ex. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, yeah. Can't I do the same joke pe- twice. Pe- pe- people do that, though. Yeah, especially the women I date. Con, no, con artists, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, we have a short montage of John preparing a trap room, and we briefly see him sketching out his ideas. We see a little head trap. He's got little arrows pointing it, saying, you know, live or die, make your choice. A child approaches John as he's sketching in a park and asks what he's drawing. So, kind of like that scene in Hannibal where, like, Hannibal's got, uh, like, a little bit of brain in his lunchbox and the kid's like, I love that, that scene. Looks tasty. The only good scene in that movie, but What do you tell you about? There's heaps of good scenes mm, in that movie. Disagree. We can do an episode on it in the future, maybe. <laughs> maybe when we do, like, a Silence of the Lambs or uh, Hannibal Universe uh, episode. That's, uh, That's a good idea. It's a contentious issue for me and Kieran in that movie. But, yes, I understand the vibe you're going with. Yes. So, John tells the child that he's pursuing his life's work. And gives the child a motivational speech about living life to the fullest. Did you see this in the trailer? I didn't see this. Wasn't in the trailer. In the trailer. Oh, you're just extrapolating. That's that from right. Nothing. Well, I saw a promotional still which had a child in it. I'm like, well, I got to work him in it. Done. It was in the Legos. Yeah, it was in the Lego <laughs> sets that a company saw X. Kids are going to love the decapitation device. They're interactive Lego sets. You know, you oh, have each trap. His brain is removable. <laughs> <laughs> the, the head pops up. Yeah, and his little brain comes out. <laughs> Live or die. Make your choice. We then have a montage of John putting together the traps in an abandoned factory. Amanda shows up to help out and says, someone must have really pissed you off since he'd already hung up the, you know, the mantle, the jigsaw mantle. And he's, he's like, I'm never going to do it again. But now he's doing it again. I didn't need to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, gotcha. Amanda asks John why he gives his victims a chance to survive since they're all terrible people who deserve to be punished. And John says it's not about retribution. It's about giving these bad people a chance to be better. Because famously, um, in the future movies, Amanda makes traps that are basically inescapable. Yeah. And that's just foreshadowing that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between her and Jigsaw, philosophically. Correct. Motivation-wise, anyway. Yeah. The next sequence involves rounding up all the victims in the middle of the night, as is standard with Saw movies. Each person involved with the Pedersen Project has tape recorders delivered to them with a note reading, Play Me. When the victims listen to the tape, they hear John giving them a lecture on how terrible they are. They're like, Dr. Pedersen. You spent your whole life cheating people out of money, and now you're going to learn what it means to be cheated. Something along those lines. Before the tape ends, they're attacked by a person wearing a pig mask and are captured. Dr. Pedersen is approached by the puppet Billy. You know, the famous puppet from all the Saw movies. Yeah, we didn't course. get him in Spiral from the Book of Saw. No, we got a spiral, but that's about it. Yeah, that's right. We got right. his cheek in a way. We got a little piggy. It. We got a little piggy <laughs> in that movie, but that's a long-standing uh, Saw trope. trope or motif. We also didn't get Jigsaw in that previous movie either, so no. this is our first time exploring this character. So, Dr. Pedersen is approached by the puppet Billy and she attempts to flee in her car. She manages to call the police, or maybe even her husband, and tells them that someone is after her, but she's ultimately stopped and captured by the pig face figure. The figure removes the pig face mask to reveal that it's been Amanda the whole time. Oh, wow. What a surprise. What a surprise. It's like we saw it in the trailer <laughs> and in other movies. <laughs> and in every other movie that she's in. We're now about 45 to 50 minutes into the movie. I reckon the movie's going to run about an hour 35. That's a good guess. It better not be two hours. If it's, if it's two hours, I'm going to be cross, because that means it's going to be one hour of setup and one hour of traps. Yeah. And that's too much. And this kind of movie doesn't need to be that long. No. And since I think all the people are in the same place, I know that they, like, in, I think, Saw 2 specifically, the movie has, like, a very little bit of build-up at the start, and then the whole movie is them the in, traps. in the traps. Yeah. So, they could very easily do that, but since I think we're focusing so much on John and his character... I don't think we really need to focus on the traps and the people in the traps too much. Because ultimately, we care more about John than we do these people who have wronged him. Okay. So, essentially, this movie is just going to be, oh, these people are bad, and now you get to see them be punished. Yeah, building up motivation for John. In a weird way, we are cheering we're, we're for rooting. the killer. Yeah. Maddie D and I are both frowning at each other yeah. because we're like, 
why would anyone want to see that in a movie? Mm. I, mean, I mean, they're bad people, but you sure. want them to be arrested and- Well, now you know. I'm thinking about like a movie like Friday the 13th or any one of the Halloween movies yes. or even uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, where we're asked to care about our characters- and we're supposed to be scared of Freddy for the most part. But you think about Friday the 13th, in the later movies, you're just, uh, they introduce characters who are sort of like scummy or slimy, mm. and we're just rooting for them to be killed off. But even then, we'll have characters who we like. Yeah, there'll be at least one that we'll like. And I think those movies are, there's a guise of, oh, you're supposed to be cheering for the teenagers, but really everybody knows that you're cheering for the, yeah. the slasher. So I guess this movie's appealing to those people who are always rooting for Freddy and Jason to, to kill the teenagers, but you know. Uh, I don't know if we really want it as like as a viewer, as a casual viewer. For me speaking personally, I don't know if I want a movie where I'm rooting for a serial killer. So, are you saying there are no good people in this movie? Yeah, well, we're supposed to be rooting for John, but interesting. interesting. Okay, all right. I can't wait to hear your plot then. I'm just taking the movie from my sure. point of view here. Well, I'm just assuming that this is what the movie is going to be like. The problem is, I saw Don't Breathe Two recently, and I don't <laughs> want that again. <laughs> So, yeah, essentially what I was saying was at this point we're at the 50-minute mark or 45-minute mark and the rest of the movie is going to be what most of the audience came to see, <laughs> the traps. So, our victims wake up to find themselves in Jigsaw's warehouse or Jigsaw's Wonderland, as I like to call it. <laughs> Jigsaw's Playhouse. There Come you on, go. get up, there knock you off go. your nap. And it's a crazy, messed up place where you have to kill yourself with each person <laughs> in a different predicament. <laughs> Valentina is tied up to a machine with a wire at throat level and her feet fixed to the ground. Matteo is chained to a pipe and Gabriella has a chain attached to one of her arms and a leg. Another nameless surgeon who I just called Joshua, he yeah. was involved in the, in the operation yeah, in yeah, some way, yeah. finds that he has scalpels duct taped to his hands and a bomb strapped to each arm with barbed wire. Dr. Pedersen has a collar chained to her neck with no visible trap nearby. Ooh, wonder why that is. John appears at an observation window and says, hello everyone, it's time to play a little game. You've played your last con game, but not your last game. You all pretended to cure me. And now what I have planned for you is very real. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic, but trust me, you'll want to remain alert. A door opens and Billy the puppet enters on a bicycle, towing a tray of surgical equipment behind him. It's got little scalpels, little uh, band-aids to, to cover up their boobs. So they have like little sanitation things as well. Yeah, that's that was right. very nice of Jigsaw. Heaven forbid they get like infected. <laughs> That'd be Ted, they might die. Yeah. So John tells the victims that tonight they'll need to learn how to really perform surgery instead of just pretending. So each member of the surgery team needs to perform some kind of sadistic surgery on either themselves or another member of the team, or all of them will be killed. Dr. Pedersen is given the task of team leader, as she was in the Pedersen project anyway, and is responsible for giving the team instructions, which is why she doesn't, she's not involved in a trap yeah, okay. at this point. All right. But I like to think that the collar that she has around her neck, which is attached to like a chain, and the chain is uh, attached to like a device that will suck up the chain. What was it called? Like reel in the reel chains. In. And if she doesn't do it in time, she's going to be strung up and hung. So her incentive is for everyone else to get out of their traps? Yeah. So she, even though everyone is panicking, she has to keep them all in line and make sure that they're doing their tasks. Otherwise, she's going to be killed when the time runs out. Yes. So if they get out of their, their traps through her instructions, they're able to free her and she will survive. Makes sense? Mm -hmm. I spent so much time thinking, like, how the fuck is this going to work? No, no, that's a that's a really good theory, I think. And I like the fact that you've sort of made it almost a grotesque sort of surgical 
theatre almost. Yeah, that's right. Like it's taken place in this factory. There were some birds. Did you hear them? Yeah, nice. I'm feeling relaxed already. All right, Even though we're, we're getting right into the, the meat and guts of it. Yes, literally. So it's a very similar situation with Gabrielle as well. But I was trying to work out, I'm like, okay, so her only crime was that she lied. She wasn't directly involved with like the fake surgery. Yes. She was just there as a patsy to lie and convince him to go and get it. So I was just like, how would you sort of like punish a liar? And why has she only got a chain on her arm and leg? Mm-hmm. But then you see her sort of like strung up at some point in the trailer. So I'm guessing it's a similar sort of circumstance where if uh, the- Do you see her strung up in the trailer? That's, we oh, do very okay. briefly. Um, at the end, there's sort of like a very fast collection of uh, yeah. 0.1 second clips. And then we had to pause at each point, yeah. which is what I did. I had to go frame by frame. <laughs> well, you can go frame by frame on YouTube, which yeah. helps me out a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I, I analyzed those frames and I saw that she was strung up at some point. So I'm like, okay, similar situation to her. The others have to get out through their surgery and- be able to free her before she's ripped apart by these chains. While this is happening, we're also introduced to Dr. Pedersen's husband, who I just called Stephen, because I needed to work that actor in. I'm like, I don't know how this guy with the gun works into the plot. He could be a cop. He could be a detective chasing Jigsaw. But I'm just going to say he's Dr. Pedersen's husband. Right. So, he's desperately trying to find his wife before she is killed. So, she's like the Danny Glover character who's running around trying to catch Jigsaw before the people in the trap are killed. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Back in the warehouse, Valentina is told that unless she amputates her legs the wire around her neck will spring forward and decapitate her. Valentina attempts to push the wire forward and it slices into her hands. She noticed that Jigsaw has helpfully marked the place where she needs to amputate her legs <laughs> with permanent marker. And so Valentina straps a belt around her leg and uses a separate piece of wire to slice it off. But she runs out of time before she can cut her other leg and she is decapitated. Because as soon as you see that wire across her throat, you're like, yeah. well, somebody better be decapitated. Yes. Maddie D's not going to go home happy if he doesn't see a woman decapitated in <laughs> yep, this movie. That's what I'm there for. That's what I paid my money. At the same time, Joshua uses the scalpels to try and cut the bombs off his arms. He cuts the bombs loose just in time, but he's thrown across the room by the explosion and is knocked out. I just needed to get him out of the way because I'm like, sure. oh, I don't know what to do with him. We also have a man. I actually have no idea who this character is. It might I even be exactly Josh. exactly where you're going with this already. Yes. The problem is he's wearing a mask in the trailer, yes. so I can't identify the actor. Yes. It could even be Joshua. Like, he's blown out by the explosion and he wakes up in another trap and he's just like, oh. <laughs> so, let's just say it was him. But I originally was said it's just some other person who was complicit with the scam, but maybe not directly involved. So he's strapped to a device with tubes connected to his eyeballs and several vices connected to his fingers. And we're suddenly reminded of that trap from Spiral from the Book of Saw with the guy who had to pull out his fingers before he was killed. So he is told that the machine will suck out his eyeballs unless he waits for all of his fingers to be broken by the vices. The machine starts and begins to break his fingers one by one, but it's too much for the man. He's like, owie, owie, owie. And he gives up waiting, causing the machine to suck his eyes out. Because when we see that machine connected to his face, I'm like, we better see his eyes sucked out. I want to see them go, fluk, up the tubes, <laughs> bouncing around. They're going to fire it out and they hit uh, Dr. Pedersen in the face. <laughs> oh, yuck. That'd be great. So, Mateo is forced into a brain surgery trap. So, he was tied up to a chain, but then, you know, maybe uh, Amanda comes in and pushes him into this uh, weird chair. So, he's forced into a brain surgery trap where he's fixed into a chair which has access to a drill and scalpels. Mateo has to remove a big enough piece of brain tissue and place it into a glass enzyme tank, which will release the key for his bindings. Otherwise, after three minutes, two heated panels will close in on his face and bake him alive. So, there's two panels next to his face. And I presume they sort of heat up like a toaster. When you push down on the lever on the toaster, they'll heat up. And after the three minutes, they'll slap in on his face and make a nice little grilled cheese sandwich out of his face. <laughs> Matteo uses the drill to cut into his skull and desperately rips out pieces of his brain as the heated panels begin to warm up. 
he manages to beat the machine, so he puts enough brain uh, matter into the enzyme tank, yeah. and it uh, the key is unlocked, and he's like, oh, he's trying to grab for the key, but he's removed too much of his brain to survive the ordeal. So he essentially just drops dead. And gotcha. we're reminded of uh, Hannibal yet again. Yes, I thought of Hannibal as well. The bit where Ray Liotta's brain is uh, exposed and they cook it in the frying pan. Mm. Maybe the little <laughs> the little heated panels close in on his brain and it cooks it up, and everyone else is like, mmm, smells good. <laughs> Dr. Pedersen's husband finally makes his way into the warehouse and searches for Jigsaw with a handgun, but he too is captured by John and Amanda. Useless. Maybe he trips over one of those trip wires, <laughs> falls into a trap himself. Now, I actually wrote this down. Because I'm running out of time to write this plot, I'll say that Gabrielle has to do something related to telling lies, but is ultimately ripped apart by the chain. So I already mentioned that before. She fails in her task. She's hoisted up into the air and is ripped apart like a victim of a pinhead. So she has to like chop off her tongue or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that sounds I'm good to me. I'm just stuff at your plot. Yeah. Well, you can get a bonus point in the future <laughs> if it's true. So, Dr. Pedersen is put in a situation where she has to choose between saving her husband's life by sacrificing herself or by saving herself by sacrificing her husband. Okay. So, Jigsaw's basically like, only one of you is leaving here alive. You've got to make the choice. Will you save his life or will you sacrifice him to know what it feels like to really lose somebody you love? So, the husband bumbled into Jigsaw's warehouse. That's right. So, That's right. he didn't have this planned out beforehand, but now he's now he's got the husband. He's like, actually, that would be a good idea. You have to choose between- Because he's like, well, you've come here to kill me to try and save your wife's life. Is she worth saving? So, will, do you think she'll do the same for you? That's mm-hmm. the situation here. Mm-hmm. Well, this is all coming together as I talk about it. Beautiful. So, Dr. Pedersen selfishly decides to save her own life, and hot oil is dropped onto her husband's face. Again, I saw this in the trailer, I'm like, who the hell is that? Oh, well, it's her husband. (laughs) So, Dr. Pedersen tries to help her husband, but he soon dies from his wounds. It's just like the hot wax scene from Spiral from the Book of Saw, if you remember that. Yeah. Like the gold scene from Game of Thrones. Well, I haven't seen that, so. melted gold on his head. Ooh. At least it made him, like, a nice little keepsake afterwards, right? (laughs) Like, they kept the gold- the gold gilded head. Well, yeah, it was, the whole thing was he they he wanted a crown, so they melted gold, poured him on his head, and very nice. The gold cooled and he fell, and it like made a ding. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny. That's great. So I was going to let Doctor Pedersen live, but because I can't see anyone surviving this kind of movie because they weren't in any of the sequels, I'll say that she tries to shoot Jigsaw for revenge, but is taken out by Amanda. So the movie ends with John telling Amanda that they still have a lot of work left to do. And the movie ends right before the beginning of Saw 2. Da-da-da. So da, we, maybe da, da, we see like he unveils like the trap, the big trap from uh, Saw 2 that everyone was attached to. Yes, I'm trying to remember what happens in Saw 2. The one thing I can remember the is- The pit of needles? The pit of needles, yes. Yeah, which, which Amanda gets thrown into. So yeah, sucked yes. in for you, Amanda. Yes. <laughs> and that was my plot. Cool. Uh, how do you feel now that it's Like I set? said, there wasn't much to it. I feel like I just ranted on a bit and uh, really had nothing, ultimately. Well, I can tell there are some things that you've noticed that I have not, so okay. that's already interesting. But uh, get ready for some deja vu, Kieran, because okay. we definitely watched the same trailer. So well, there was only one. <laughs> here's, so we only have the same information. Here's, uh, here's what I think is going to happen in Saw. Yeah, so I'll just go straight into it. Unlike you, I don't think it's going to start with a flashback. You know, might be shooting myself in the foot here because that seems to be very fashionable in today's day and age. But Saw movies don't, in my, in my recollection of them, usually start with a flashback at all. So, well, they, They're usually made up entirely of flashbacks, mm, though. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I think we're going to have a cold open, essentially. And it's going to be John Kramer. He's at his doctor's office and he's getting an update on the okay, cancer. We're yeah. going to jump straight into it. The Doctor is played by a guy called De- uh, David uh, Alfano. I don't really know this actor, but for the purpose of this plot, I'm just going to call him Dr. David. Dr. If David. I, if I'm ta- talking about Dr. David, this is the man I am speaking about. So, he 
will tell John that the cancer has spread and there's very little that can be done and he only has a short time left to live. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, John is saddened by the news, but he's very much ready for his life it's to like end. I already knew this. Yeah, he's, he's at peace. He's kind of, he's accepted this a long time ago. Mm. Now, the doctor who's feeling sorry for John tells him about an experimental program that operates uh Outside the city of Mexico, called yeah. the called the uh, Pedersen Project. Yep, Pedersen Project. It that's her Pedersen, name, right? Yeah. He tells. Like John- I said, it could be Peterson, but I think it might be Pedersen. Yeah, either either. I guess we'll see when the movie comes out. Yeah. He tells John that he doesn't know much about it, and due to the legality of the program, that's why it's sort of taking place in Mexico. He can't officially recommend it, but it may be his only option. John thanks the doctor, but tells him he's come to terms with his death a long time ago. And is going to accept the outcome without fighting it. John returns home and here in his little apartment, we're going to see some newspaper clippings of the jigsaw killer and plans- plans And other ways that he's incriminating himself. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's like his little workshop. And like, I I think we're going to see sketches and plans of the trap set in the first movie. This is just to give our our diehard some Easter eggs. A little model of the bathroom with little like figures. (laughs) Like you put on, uh, (laughs) you know, architecture plans. Made out of paddle pop sticks. Yeah, well- so it's clear that John's thinking about what the doctor told him and he decides to research it online, seeing uh, a lot of good things about the project. He researches the, all the participants, everything pretty much you said. It seems really official. It seems like the head researchers in this field are all kind of spearheading this initiative. So he's like, mm, well, maybe. So John decides to travel to the facility where this whole thing operates. And as I said, it, ju- it just takes place outside of Mexico City. He speaks to Cecilia uh, Peterson, Pedersen, who gives him a breakdown of the treatment. Yeah. And he also- from right, we're going to cut open your head and take out the cancer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why my doctor didn't think of that. <laughs> he also tracks down- uh, a former patient, Gabriella, who tells him that her life has completely changed after the procedure and her mm-hmm. cancer is pretty much cured. Now, I kind of thought that maybe Cecilia would introduce Gabriella in mm. the hospital, be like, don't take yeah, our word for I it. Too. Listen to listen to this person. But yes. I think if John has to track down this person individually- She gave us a five-star review on Google. Yeah. Well, he, he goes and looks at- you know, previous people that had this operation done because he's a smart guy. Yeah. We need to sort of, we need to- He needs customer testimonials before he's really going to make that $250,000 commitment. Yeah, yeah. We need to believe that a super genius will fall for this. So, I think if John goes and does his own research, finds this- seemingly normal person living a normal life outside a facility and and this person is saying yes this does work even though it's all a setup then mm. he's going to be like okay i'm i'm now i've now got two sources backing this up i'm i'm going to go through with this sure so everyone in the facility seems really professional and not pushy at all so mm. he goes why what the heck i'm going to go through with it so john asks what's to cecilia what's going to happen afterwards and cecilia will say your whole life will happen yeah. just like in the trailer just like in your prediction as well you said something similar, and I'm just going to reiterate it. This whole point, this whole portion of the movie will take way longer than it needs to. Yeah. I think we're all going to be waiting for the traps to happen, and I think there's going to be a large chunk of this build up to what eventually happens to John, and I think people will be disappointed by it, but I really predict that this is what's going to happen. So, yeah, this whole portion is going to take longer than it needs to. So, the procedure is going to be conducted by Dr. Matteo and Valentina yep. and is overseen by Cecilia. Everybody seems friendly, competent, professional. John goes under an anesthetic and, you know, falls out of consciousness yep. while they conduct the quote-unquote treatment. What do you reckon they do while he's under? 
They gotta play ping pong. Yeah, uh, they just they go uh, play Mario Kart in the next room. They pretty. I, I was, they take off their gloves and mask and go and have coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? They all have massive sex. Like there's a huge orgy. <laughs> there's that a happens. huge orgy, and they're on top of him, <laughs> yeah. on top of his body. Or yeah. it's like one of those parties where you have a naked lady with sushi. Like they all they strip him naked and they put sushi on his body, <laughs> and each take turns like picking up pieces of uh, sushi with chopsticks. It would kind of be funny if we saw it. Like he goes under <gasps> and they're just like, oh fuck, fine. Well, they dress him up and put him in embarrassing situations. <laughs> take photos? Yeah, take photos. And he yeah. finds the that's how he finds out it's a scam. Like mm. he finds the photographs and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's also worth pointing out that John has put a lot of money into this. Uh they drew a penis on my face. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, he wakes up with a penis in front of his face. <laughs> yes, sorry. Sets up a trap that involves a penis. Uh yeah, so he spends two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it it's a lifetime of money for him so the stakes are big afterwards after the procedure's done they're like congratulations you're cured he has a new lease on life he goes do you reckon they give him like a little tote bag like when you go to the dentist (laughs) and they give you like a little roll of dental floss and a little thing of toothpaste no he just gets a lollipop for being such a good boy (laughs) i hope so He comes out with a sucker. Yes. Like, bye, guys. What a sucker. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he has a new lease on life. Life is good for old John Kramer. He uh, he decides that he's going to put aside his evil serial killer ways, mm-hmm. uh, you know, since he sees the good of life. He's feeding ducks. He's smiling at babies. What a great guy. He's, he's happy with life again. Or yep. so we think. Whilst at home, John's nose starts to bleed, much like he's on an episode of Stranger Things, and he passes out. I don't know how brain cancer works, so I'm just going to say something needs to happen to make him sort of realise that- One of his eyeballs just rolls up <laughs> into the back of his head, like a stroke. Yeah. So, he goes back to the doctor that we see at the start, Dr. David, and it is revealed that the tumour was never removed. And it's he, not a tumour. And he has only months left to live. And this is when John realizes that the program was a con and decides to get revenge, not just for himself, but for all the other people who this organization exploited. Because there are other people that died because of this and, Mm. you know, gave them thousands and thousands of dollars. Originally, I didn't see Dr. David in any of the traps. So I thought that he was not, you know, associated with it. I was like, well, why does he tell John about it? And then I was like, maybe he just figured it's a good idea and just get through my bones. So that was my initial thought. But now that I rewatched the trailer prior to coming in today, I think I've seen him in one of the traps. So definitely not. He's involved. So you can say that. I'm going to I'm going to guess that he is because there's somebody who looks very similar to him. That's in a certain trap. Mateo so. does look very similar to him. Yes, but it wasn't Mateo, which is what I was like. Maybe it's Mateo, but it's, yeah, I, I think Mateo is involved somewhere else. So initially that was but my thought, but I've changed my mind. You just said that Dr. David told him that his brain cancer was still there. If he was involved, he'd just be like, no, it's definitely gone. Yeah, that's 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 my confusion as well. But I think so he's you've written just- You've yourself a massive plot hole. He's, as big as the tumour in Kramer's head. <laughs> well, what, saw, Saw's not known for plot holes. No, I think he's I think he's sort of detaching himself from this whole thing. He's giving himself plausible deniability, right? But it, it gets figured out that okay. he's actually in on it as well. All right. Like I said, you could be right. I'm not going to- So, if he, if he was like, hey, Kramer, go go do this experimental procedure. And then Kramer goes back and goes, oh, no, they, they, they didn't do this you. at all. Uh-oh. And he's, meanwhile, he's taking like a hand out. Exactly. Even though, even though in the meanwhile, he's getting a cut. So he but can, the thing he- is, if he didn't say anything, John probably wouldn't have figured it out. Maybe he got yeah. a second opinion. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But if he if he gets a second opinion, that that just so that's just you know if he gets a second opinion, right. he'll figure it out anyway. But so at least this that is way- either a really good call or you're going to look really silly in the future. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm going to go with it anyway because I I think I saw him in one of the traps. 
So John starts planning all the gruesome traps he's going to conduct on these people. He'll contact Amanda Young, who hasn't spoken to him since the events of Saw 1, and tells her that we need to get back to work. She'll go around abducting all those people that did John wrong in a pig mask in various mm-hmm. jump scare moments. Yep. Uh, the people they abduct will be Cecilia, Matteo, Valentina, Gabriella. I didn't include Dr. David, but I'm going to throw him in there as well, sure. as well as other no-name people, other faceless people that I didn't recognize yeah. that are part of it. They're also going to be abducted. Uh, it's revealed as well at this point that Gabriella was a plant that was lying about mm. the whole her having cancer the whole time, so she's part of this whole con. So that's the setup. <laughs> so wow. here we go into the actual movie. So the now actual, we're an hour into the movie. The actual point where we we care about all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So the main event. The main it. event, yeah. So since John doesn't have a lot of time to set things up or not as much time as he usually would have, this whole place is going to be taking place in an abandoned factory. He's going to yep. abduct each victim, much like you said, and take them into this warehouse. He himself is going to be set up in like the boss's area of the factory. It's like a glass box for lack of a better word and he's observation room as I said overlooking everything that's going on he has controls so he can control things from control everything from afar he has monitors so his cameras can pick up what's happening in every room he's kind of orchestrating this whole thing he's not hidden necessarily they can see Jigsaw he's not trying to hide like he did in other movies the first movie in particular but they want him to know that he's involved yeah but he's pulling all the strings it's Uh, not a mystery in this movie no no and and, you know we know who it is so it would be a waste of time making it a mystery. So, what's in Amanda's involvement in all this? Because you didn't introduce her before she was going around kidnapping people. Is that her only angle? Like, she's just the kidnapper while yeah. John is setting things up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, they've worked together previously in the first movie because she was the person that was abducting them. Correct? No, no. I think that- Oh, maybe it was. I, I, I thought, can't remember. I thought one of the twists was that she was- Yes, you're right. The you're right. kidnapper. You're so, right. she's she's kind of been his apprentice- Yes, you're right. Sorry. Well, was that the reveal in the second movie? I think that was the reveal in the second movie. But then they, they say in the first movie that she's the person in the pig mask. That does it all. Anyway, not, I could no, be No, not in the first movie. Not in the first movie. But I think they say in the second movie that she was the person in the- I don't remember. Anyway. For, I saw these movies 20 years ago. For, for my plot, she's just somebody who's been working with We're going to look like idiots to like Big Saw fans. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's, what's new? Um, yeah, true. She, yeah, she, she's working with him. She's kind of been his apprentice. Fill in the gaps between the first movie and this movie. She's she's doing what she usually does here. Okay. So, we're not seeing any, like, dialogue scenes between her and, and John Kramer. I think it'd be a waste of time, to be honest. I think the audience can just fill that in okay. in their heads. Fair like, enough. we've had that relationship build up in the course of these movies. We know what their deal is. I think it'd be a waste of time to sort of have him try to convince her to work with him. I think, you know, just okay. just assume that that's happening. So, at, at that horror fest, this is going to throw a massive spanner into Matty mm-hmm. D's work. They said uh, that when they were talking about them, when they had the panel talking about the movie and they revealed the trailer for the first time, they said that Amanda's involvement in the movie is going to be almost as big as John's. Okay. <laughs> that does throw a spanner in yeah. my works. So, yeah, I'm helping him out here. I was originally going to leave it and be like, oh, okay, I'll just let him be wrong in the future. But I don't actually know. I'm just judging from mm. what the filmmakers have said. She'll come back later on. Okay. But at this stage, she's just the kidnapper in your At plot. this stage, she's just the kidnapper. Because otherwise, it'd be a waste of time if they focused so on her too much. So, retroactively, maybe she will be the- She's definitely going to be the kidnapper. But I think she's also going to be the person in the background that's doing all the legwork in this factory. Sure, okay, yeah. That's what I'll she's say. She's the one running around making sure the traps are all working. Yeah. So, he's up there in the booth doing that's all the compromise. stuff. compromise. And she's the person that's going to be wearing the pig mask, running around, jumping in, grabbing people, putting them in position. Sure, okay, yeah. Knocking them like out. Like I said in my plot. With, like, with, you know, serum or whatever, or morphine, and putting them in situations. She's going to be there doing all the legwork. Yep. Done. 
All right, she's the stage manager. She's the stage manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The director and the stage manager. Yes. So through an intercom, John's going to announce that he, that they're all going to play a little game, yep. uh, that they all exploited sick people, and now they're going to pay, pay for their malpractice. Malpractice, yeah, yes. it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, you know, he'll say it in a better way than I just did, but that's going to be the gist of it. Gabriella is going to be standing chained uh, at the factory floor. She's going to be chained by her hands. I didn't see her leg be chained. I guess that's something you picked up that I, I didn't. Think I think I could be wrong, but I saw it was one leg and one hand, okay. one arm. Oh, I you could say. be right. I just I just thought she was just chained, uh, like handcuffed, and there's a chain attaching her to a wall. Because um, one of her hands is free. Oh, I did okay. notice. That makes actual sense. Anyway, Mateo, oh, I, I, maybe I'm maybe, just going from like a second yeah. in the trailer. So, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent confident. All right. Yeah, I mean, you may be right, but yeah. uh, I'll just say that both her hands are, are restrained. Sure. Yeah. Mateo is sitting down, uh, chained to a wall. It almost looks like a radio, but I don't think it is. And he's yeah. just yelling. Uh, Valentina is being held by a device with some wire that's uh, close to her throat. She's mm. being held by her neck. Yep. And Cecilia is unconscious on the ground. Yep. So, in between these scenes, we're going to see some police. I've cast these people as okay. police officers. They're trying to track Jigsaw down. This is in relation to Jigsaw killings prior to the first movie and also the first yeah. movie. They're trying to figure out what happened to the people that were abducted in the first movie. So They're, they're like, what the hell happened to those cops who were investigating Jigsaw in the first movie? <laughs> exactly. So, they're- they will be sort of hot on the heels of the of the events of the first movie, and they're just yeah. kind of they're trying to figure out, they're trying to find the people that have been abducted, but also the people in this movie they're going to be abducted. They probably so. think it's John Kramer, but they don't have any proof, so they're just trying to maybe. get that proof, or maybe even try and catch out John Kramer. That'd yeah. be an interesting element in the movie. That'd be cool. I originally had that as a, an element in my movie, but I removed it because I was just like, I don't have time to. Because they catch John Kramer at the start of the second out. movie. Yes, correct, correct. And he plays the whole thing. And there's a whole time thing as well. But yeah, so that I, I think there's just going to be scenes where the police officers, to be our resident good guys, are trying yes. to save everybody. And it's kind of a race yes. against time if the cops can find these people before they die. It's not looking good for them, but that's what we're yeah, going to play yeah, with. Exactly. So you, you've got police in the role of the, Steve, the husband. That's right. In my plot. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Like I said, I originally had that in my plot, but I was just like, I don't have time to flesh that out. <laughs> so it's just going to be Steve, the husband instead. Yeah. And but could, I, I fully believe that what well you be. said is actually going to happen in the movie. Yeah. So here we go. I'm going to go into sort of the traps and, and how they sort of play into this, into the plot of the movie. So- Cecilia and Gabriella are going to be together on the factory floor. As I said, they're both restrained. When um, Cecilia wakes up, she's also chained to a wall. She can't move, but she's kind of free more than the other characters uh, that are that are in the factory. All of a sudden, Matteo, who's now been removed, I think at at, at that point, uh, pig masked Amanda is going to capture Matteo. Yeah. He's going to disappear. That's going to be a little jump scare. But at this point. Doors will open and Mateo will be wheeled out in yeah. a wheelchair. He's I said the same up. thing in my plot. Yep. Uh, in a wheelchair, exactly. So they realize he's all he's all tied up. He's got a device on his head. He's tied up to a wheelchair and they're all like, oh, what's going on? And then the famous saw puppet Billy will cycle out with a tray of surgical equipment. Mm-hmm. So Mateo will have three minutes. It's gonna, There's going to be a timer that's going to play. And he has to use this surgical equipment that's on the tray that Billy gave him to- cut some tissue out of his head. His yep. scalp has been shaved for the procedure. Yes. How nice of them. If he doesn't do this, I like your idea better, by the way, but if he doesn't do this, he will be electrocuted. Okay. Uh, I just thought I saw what, I saw why as I thought electrocution. I like the whole heating and sandwich pressing his head yes. better, but that's just what I saw when I saw the trailer. The whole irony is that he pretended to perform brain surgery. 
So, he'll have to do it for real. Yes. So, he will start cutting his scalp in panic. But because he doesn't know what he's doing, he will mess up and essentially render himself immobile. So, he'll, like, cut something in his head and then be, like, you know, have no nerves and sort of can't move (laughs) properly. Just ends up, like, drooped over, drooling. Yeah. Yeah, I think think that will happen. Like an average sore fan. (laughs) Wow. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hate mail at Kieran. Um, But, you know, he'll not be able to, like, move his sort of, yeah, his mobility will be affected by this. Yeah. The timer will go off and you'll get electrocuted so bad that he'll catch fire, like off uh, Green Mile. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and that'll set off a sprinkler system that will extinguish the fire. I saw some of the characters have wet hair, so I just figure, okay, it's going to be from the sprinklers. Makes sense. Maybe whatever. Jigsaw gave them all a shower before they went in. <laughs> so they'd be nice and clean. <laughs> and then and then uh, that, that stuff that they throw in Shawshank Redemption. The throw powder, yeah. yeah, the soap. <laughs> yeah. The delicing powder. Yeah, yeah. So, Valentina, now this is Valentina's section. She'll also be tied to a chair. It is revealed that there'll be a dotted line marked on her leg. Yes. She'll have to cut off her own leg or have the device that's around her neck, that's like a wire, slowly yeah. strangle her. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's slowly coming towards her throat and she has to cut off her leg to be able to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, my, in my mind, it was like spring-loaded, so it just goes shring yeah. after the time is well, gone. Well, I, I think it'd be- It'd be more intense if she's like her airways being blocked off and she's yeah. kind of strangling and then she's trying to. That like, would make sense why she's like grabbing at the wire and trying to push it away. Yeah, and then cutting off her, you know, leg in haste because yes. she's not able to breathe. She's suffocating. Yeah, and so presumably the wire would tighten, tighten until it cuts off her head, right? Or you're just saying just strangling? I like just a- think strangling. Okay, fair enough. I mean, cutting off the head would be cool, but I just think it's going to be like a strangulation. Because fair enough. These pa- these deaths have to be slow and painful, right? That's true. For the most part. That's true, for the most part. Yeah. So she's going to- well, Except for the, the bear trap on the head thing from yes. the first movie. Because once they run out of time, it's just shring, rips their jaw apart. Yeah, but we didn't see that, right? Yeah, it didn't happen because she survived. She survived. That's Amanda. Mm-hmm. So she's going to cut the circulation off her leg through a belt- uh, and then mm-hmm. saw off her leg. <laughs> what a callback. But maybe she'll use some like scalpel or something like that to do that. Okay. Now, I think the idea of this trap will be that there is a pedal like out of reach that right. sort of releases the trap. But of course, she's strapped in the chair, so she can't do it. So sawing off her foot and taking her foot off the- you know- And using a, like a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a stick to As hit a the stick button. <laughs> to hit the pedal is, is kind of the idea of the, of the trap. Or okay. even if the seat was weighted, that would make more sense. If she cuts the leg off, her, if she cuts know. her leg off, you're and, putting more thought into it than I think the filmmakers and, will. And there's like less weight, and then it releases. But I'm going to say there's a pedal out of reach or a button out of reach, and she reaches her foot to get it. Now, of course, she throws a shoe. She could have just taken a shoe <laughs> off and thrown it. I don't think she has shoes. Yeah, maybe not. So it's just her leg. So it's a scene for Tarantino. She's just using a barefoot to, ta- <laughs> to tap a button. So this will fail, and she'll be dra- she'll be violently strangled to death. Okay. The next big trap, and this is going to be the trap of the movie, the one that everyone will talk about. I think well, everyone's talking about the brain surgery trap, to be perfectly honest. That's going to be big, but that's going to be really early on to shock people. I think okay. this is the one that's going to really be Drive the highlight of the movie. Yeah, okay. And you know where I'm going with this. I don't. The victim is strapped to a chair. There are two vacuum tubes oh, attached yes, to their yes, eyes. Yes. Yep, the poster. Yes. They have to use a device to break their fingers all five of their fingers essentially i said 10 in my plot i was way more sadistic yeah maybe it is 10 but i feel like there's you go got, five there's got to be a way because in my plot it's not the device that's breaking the fingers they have to 
break it themselves. Okay. So they have to push a button or do something and the the there's a device on their hands. I'm sort of like miming in front of you. Yes, like, this yeah. doesn't work for an audio format. Through the whole thing, Matty D's been waving his arms around. <laughs> like a salesman. Like a salesman, yeah. yeah. So there's a device that's attached to each finger, much like you said, and with every every press of the button or whatever whatever they're doing, it snaps back. It snaps a yeah. finger back, breaking their finger. I so feel like I've seen that in a Saw movie recently. <laughs> <laughs> But it snaps back rather than snaps out. Yeah, that's I think right. that's the main difference there. And also, the another difference is is they've got a timer to do it, and if they don't do it in time, their eyeballs get sucked yeah. out of their their head. Yeah, yeah. So they have to break five of their fingers within a certain time mm-hmm. limit, and then otherwise their eyeballs will be sucked out. Yeah. It's basically exactly what I said. Yeah, it seems. I just didn't explain it as well. <laughs> it seems to be a male character. I did the same thing as you. I tried to find out who this person was. Yeah, it's so difficult because there's a lot of things obscuring. Could be their face. any one of the male characters. It doesn't look like it's Matteo. If so Mateo, it's Doctor David. There you go. If it, no, it's not Doctor David okay. either. But it, 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 so I was just like, who the hell is this? It's just going to be some random person that we see in the operation. Some random guy on the street who walked in to get out of the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. What's going on here? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you see too much, so I'm going to yeah. have <laughs> your your you're going to have like your eyes vacuumed out. Uh, so I I don't know much. Maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know much about the human anatomy, but my understanding is that won't kill you, right? To pull no, your eyes out unless so, you bleed to death. Essentially, my idea is that the eyes come out, and this character is kind of next to useless because they're blind and they're yet. in pain, right? Oh, we got- Fingers broken on one hand. Yeah, yeah. And and they'll try to save one of the other victims, but, you know, due to their inability to yep. do so, will end up just dying, failing- they trip and, and, and fall down a hole. Bleeding to death. I think bleeding to death will be most likely. Screaming in pain and bleeding to death will okay. be how they go. Cool. Dr. David, welcome back. He's been abducted here. Poor guy. That's who at least it looks like in the scene I saw in the trailer. Now, he will be in a chair. His arms will be chopped off. They'll be duct taped. And there'll be what okay. looks to be two metal so rods. you swapped out the actor who was in this scene with Dr. David's actor. Hmm? Because the, the actor who plays this uh, character was- I thought it was Dr. David. Joshua Okamoto. Okay. Well, maybe I- It's a different actor to Dr. David. So, I, when I looked at his face, I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's David. Yeah, it's not. It's a different actor. He looks similar. Well, I'm wrong already. Oh, well. It's only half points in the future. Maybe I can switch it over. I oh, know we're already too deep in there. It'll be him, whatever. Yep. Doesn't change the fact of what's going to happen here. So this character has two metal rods coming out of these duct tape arms. Oh, they're metal rods in your version, aren't mm-hmm. they? They were mm-hmm. scalpels in mine. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a similar kind of idea. So what? So I'm going out on a limb here in a lot <laughs> of ways. <laughs> so my guess is that this character is in the same room as Gabriella. Yep. Now there's a key to this character's restraints in a a locked glass container that I saw in the trailer. Okay. It's at the other end of the room. The key to Gabriella's restraints have been sewn into Dr. David slash this character. Okay, in in like his tummy, like in in the first movie. Yeah, in his torso inside him. So, he has has Gabriella's key. Right. Gabriella can see his key out of reach. So, the idea is with these metal rods- he has to dig inside his own intestines. It'd be a lot easier if they were scalpels. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, get Gabriella's key. Give Gabriella's key to her. She frees herself. She breaks open the case and gets his key, and then saves him. Why doesn't he just use his metal rods to break open the case? He's strapped to a chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then how does he get the key to her? He throws it <laughs> with his metal rod hands. With his metal rod hands. Yeah. Good luck with that. It's not supposed to be easy, Kieran. And he's also he would die sticking metal rods into his stomach. Well, you know. I think this was Amanda's idea. <laughs> 
you know, he has to, it's, it's hard. He has to earn it. It's very hard. As I said, out on a limb. So, okay. I think a big part of Gabriella's trap- so what, are, what's, what are the things on his arms? Are like metal rods, I said. No, well, the things that strapped to his arms. Duct tape. Duct tape, okay. I'm going to have to show you the trailer again and show you. And uh, I wonder what causes the explosion as well. I didn't notice any bombs or yeah, anything like that. I'll have that. to show you. Again, this is like a second in the trailer. Yes. So, that's what I extrapolated from that. Sounds like I'm wrong, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. It's a cool concept regardless, sure. in my humble opinion. Okay, maybe you're writing a better Saw movie here. So, I think a big part of Gabriella's trap will be that uh, she has to rely on everybody else since she was a big part of the operation. They sure. all kind of relied on her. This is very loose, right? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of her sin. And so, yeah, she'll have to rely on them for so her, her to be free. Yeah, I said the same thing. Just like, yeah, just like the people she conned. That's the sort of like loose idea of why she has to wait for this other guy to save himself. Yeah. But obviously- David will bleed out and die, failing his challenge. Later on in the movie, Gabriella will manage to reach the body of David and claw into his insides, retrieving the key, saving herself. Okay. So, she gets away, does she? Yeah, it looks like she does. Okay. But to go- That happens later on. But uh, to go back to Cecilia, because I'm breaking down it trap by trap, Cecilia will try to escape by herself. She'll enter into a room. The room will lock. It'll fill up with poisonous gas. Ah. She'll need to escape through a small opening that is layered by glass by crawling through it. Of course, you know, it's it's hard. She tries to get out. Sounds familiar. Dies of toxin. I know, just borrowing stuff from other movies. Yeah. Okay. Like these, like this franchise, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not alien. I'm not seeing piece. a lot new here. Mm. Anyway, so that's how she dies. So the police who are investigating this will be tipped off to go to the famous yeah. Saw bathroom. Bathroom? Okay. Bathroom. What were you saying? Bathroom. What were you about to say, sorry? I was going to say they were tipped off from all the screaming and yelling <laughs> inside this warehouse. <laughs> well, this, this warehouse is out in the middle of, you know, nowhere. No yeah. one's going to hear anything. Uh, so, they're going to the bathroom. They're going to the bathroom, yeah. It's the bathroom. It's revealed. Okay, here we go. So, I think at one stage, the officer's partner will disappear. It'll be Amanda, by the way. And, you know- he- Oh, who caused them to disappear. He's, he's, not, them- he's not the officer's partner. She's not the officer's partner. No, 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 no. And so, it'll be down to one guy. He finds the bathroom and finds out- You're going to love this, by the way. Okay. And finds that his partner is hanging- by his neck in the middle of the bathroom. Yep. And essentially- Glad you worked that in. And and all of a sudden, Amanda- I'm going to say he's hanging by his neck and he's standing on top of a box, okay? So, he's not right. hanging, but he's in a precarious situation. Yep. Amanda will come- Like Indiana Jones at the start of uh, Dial of Destiny. Yes. And it's going to be like another movie very soon because Amanda will appear, knock him out, handcuff him, and get, <laughs> get the police officer- to stand underneath his partner. So okay, with a harmonica in his he's mouth. He's standing on, on his shoulders. And obviously, if he moves, he dies. That's kind of the whole yeah. thing. It's so a recreation. Lady D just stole this directly from Once Upon a Time in the West. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. And that's, uh, that's, that's a bigger spoiler for that movie than uh, the actual spoiler you gave at the start of this episode. Yeah, that is a, that is a big spoiler. I, I, you know, I'm not doing it justice. Obviously, if you watch the movie, it'll be it'll be great if you see yes. that scene. But I'm borrowing that. I'm taking a little liberties there. But you yeah, referenced it in a previous episode. I by think the I way. did. I, I I definitely would have. Yes. So typical sore fashion. They're going to be left. Do they live? Do they die? We don't know. Ultimately, Gabriella, who in this movie will be seen as the most likable of the victims. Sure. She's going to be- she was the cutest, right? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think just by looking at her, she seems to really- Maddie D. She seems to be- Sit next to the, well, the victim that you think is the cutest. <laughs> I think she thinks like- I think she kind of strikes me as somebody who- Is cute. 
who looks more vulnerable than everybody else okay. in a way. So I think they're going to play her as really regretting her actions. And she kind of got involved in this con, not really getting the most out of it. Like maybe right. they, so they maybe her. They gave her like 50 bucks per victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe all they, she has to do is lie. Maybe they blackmailed her. Maybe like she's, maybe. Not, she's not the head of this big organization. So she could be- She's bad, but at least by the but in the duration of the movie, she kind of gets redeemed a little bit. Sure, yeah. But she escapes, she survives, but she can't leave in time. Um, and eventually, because we don't want to create another thing of once somebody survives, becomes an apprentice, like yes. that's a fucking old. We story. don't need a Mexican apprentice here. Essentially, she's too late. Doors close, much like the first movie. We recreate what works. Lights yep. go off. She's left to essentially die in this warehouse. She can't escape. She's all bloody and she's all freaking out. Uh, what? How sad. Saw music plays. Yep. Jigsaw <laughs> says something cool. <laughs> Game over. Oh, yeah. I, I almost Game sound over, like yeah. And uh, and he leaves. And that's that's my plot. Yeah. Well, there you go. There, there you go. I actually liked a lot of that a lot better than my plot. I think a oh, lot yeah? of that is going to be closer to the movie than mine. We'll see. Well, we're very similar. Uh, there's just details that we're extrapolating yeah. from the trailer, the one trailer. So I guess we'll see. You obviously right had there. a lot more time to flesh that out than I did. Because <laughs> I just, I was like, if I can get what's in the trailers, that'll do. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So clearly we've started our Halloween season early this year with our first, uh, I guess, horror themed movie of the season. Uh, well, it is a horror movie, isn't it? It wouldn't be anything else. Is it a thriller? It's not a sci-fi. I would so, say yeah. it's a horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're starting our Halloween season with movies that we're either scared to watch or uh, are actually scary. So, what do you, the dear listener, think is going to happen in Saw X? What do you want to happen? What do you want to happen? Give us a prediction on one of the traps. That's the fun thing about these movies, predicting what the traps will do. Do you think everyone will be killed off, or do you think there'll be one or two characters who survive? Spoilers, I don't think anyone is going to survive this, because they're not in other movies. No. Unless, you know, they're like, oh, I'll never see you again, Jigsaw. Like, I'll go off into the sunset and you'll never hear from me again. Yeah. Good, you better not say anything. <laughs> and then they get a spin-off movie. But yeah, what do you think is going to happen? You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com with your theories, or you can hunt us down on our social media pages, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Indeed. There you go. Indeed. So, before we wrap it up for this week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And Manny D, would you believe it's almost the end of the year? We're in the last, like, final stretch of 2023. We've not done a special episode. Yes. We haven't done a single one. Well, we've been busy. There's been movies coming yeah, out. Yeah, we had one of the biggest years in movies that we've ever had on this show. We haven't had to pad this show at all. Mm. Like, we can barely fit in the actual spoilers episodes <laughs> that we like to do every second week. Yeah. So... We're going to take a break from predicting movies and actual spoilers episodes and finally do a special episode. And we've already said what this special episode is going to be. Next week, we're going to be doing a sequel to the 1990s childhood classic, Small Soldiers. Yeah, it was a crime that this movie never got a sequel. Yeah. We can talk all about it next week. I think it'd be very difficult to do a sequel, which we'll have to discuss next week. I can't wait to talk about it. It's an old favourite movie of mine. It's a movie that people probably don't remember these days, but I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to revisit this. We'll have to watch that movie again. That'll we'll have to. We'll have to. Even though I watched it three weeks ago, <laughs> I'll have to watch it again. So, yeah, please join us next week when we're going to be coming up with a sequel for Small Soldiers. And until then, we'll see you next time. Game over. The door is just locked behind you. You thought this was a tour. Your test begins now. I know how much you don't like smelly smells. I know how much you think it's disgusting. Beetles and bugs. You wouldn't touch them when you were a child. But now you must. Because if you cannot be in this room for more than one minute, 
Gas, 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 gas. The gas will start flowing. Only after you puke, Bill. I gotta make that really clear. I've been talking for a while. Only after you puke. If you puke into that toilet. Gas, gas. will fill the room. Gas, gas. Gas will fill the room. Make your choice. Will you stand the smelly smells for ten minutes? Or will you puke into the toilet? Gas, 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 gas,